We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. No, everything that Jesus bought, everything that he secured, belongs to us today just as much as it did to them then. Because it said God so loved the world. Didn't say he so loved that generation or the world that then was. It said he so loved the world that he gave his own begotten son. That not only includes salvation, that includes everything that Jesus bought. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Christ the Deliverer, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Praise God forevermore, because I brought that truth, I got that truth over to them. Well, my friends, that revelation that came to that Congregationist minister back about 1875 is still true today. And this scripture said here that Jesus in the synagogue of Nazareth, his hometown on the Sabbath day when the book of Isaiah was delivered unto him, found the place where it is written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And that's what Peter was saying there in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. John says in his first epistle that concerning Jesus, the Son of God, that he was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. He went about doing good and healing all. I like that. Doing good and healing. That's good, isn't it? That's good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. My friends, again, the word says in Luke, the ninth chapter, you remember, uh, Jesus made this statement, For the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. The Bible pictures Jesus not as a destroyer, but a deliverer. And that's what Dr. Dowie saw that day by revelation, that Jesus is the deliverer, Satan is the destroyer. And thank God that's still true today. And thank God that deliverance belongs to us in this life. Now that scripture that Brother Bagwell quoted here and wrote in his Bible, the basis and the ground for his faith for healing, Matthew 8, 17 said himself, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And you know it's amusing to what lengths that some folks will go to try to get around that verse of scripture. I, I was reading some time ago after one minister, and so he said now, uh, yes, it's true, all right, that that's in the Bible. But he said now Jesus just took the diseases and sicknesses and bare the sicknesses and diseases of those people that were on earth while he was here. And that's fulfilled when he healed them. That scripture was fulfilled. And I thought about as I read that, see what he is trying to prove was that healing for, from sickness and disease is not for us, but that when it said himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, that that just applied to the sick and the disease of the generation which Jesus lived. And I thought immediately when I read that from that, the pen of that supposedly uh, renowned minister, I, I thought to myself, well, uh, to whom was Jesus sent? I thought, well, John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. 
Jesus wasn't just given to that generation or to the world then. He was given for all time to the world. For God so loved the world. I thought, well, you could use that man's argument and prove that salvation isn't for folks nowadays. No, everything that Jesus bought, everything that he secured, belongs to us today just as much as it did to them then. Because it said God so loved the world. Didn't say he so loved that generation or the world that then was. It said he so loved the world that he gave his own begotten son. That not only includes salvation, that includes everything that Jesus bought. Well, then I was reading after another minister, and he thought he had it figured out. He's going to try to prove, you see, that healings and, and all isn't for us nowadays. And so he said, well, now it's true, all right, that that scripture is there, that it said himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. But he said, of course, we haven't entered into the full fullness of our redemption yet, and of course, in a sense, he's right, all right. Our body hasn't been redeemed yet, and that's true. Thank God the time's coming when we are going to have a new body. But he said we're going to reap the benefits of being delivered from sickness and disease during the millennium. Then we can reap the benefits of being redeemed from sickness and disease. And I thought when I read that, well, that won't do the church any good then. This part of redemption then would never help the church. Now remember, there are going to be natural people there during the millennium, all right. But, and it would help them, all right. But, uh, we're going to have, at that time, a body that couldn't be sick anyhow. Are you hearing me? Because before that takes place, the dead in Christ are going to be raised. They'll have a resurrected body. And we which are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment in a twinkle of an eye. And we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so we'll have a body that couldn't be sick anyway. And I thought as I read that, isn't that strange that poor old God didn't know that? And he had Jesus to bear something for us that we never could enjoy. Because we couldn't have been sick anyway. No, friends, thank God deliverance belongs to us now. Not in some far off day, over yonder somewhere, sometime. Amen. Yes, thank God we do have a glorious future. Thank God we do have a wonderful hope. Thank God for the hope of the church. Thank God for the hope of the coming of the Son of Man the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the hope that we have of seeing our loved ones and friends again. Thank God for that. And it is a blessed hope. And we rejoice in it. Thank God we don't have to delegate all of God's blessings to the future. Praise the Lord. No, that deliverance will not come in heaven that he's speaking of here or in the millennium. You won't need it then. We won't need it at least then. Praise God. We can have deliverance now, this moment, in this life. Praise the Lord. For Jesus has already purchased healing for the body as well as the salvation of our spirit or soul or inner man. Praise God. For it is written, 
here in Matthew 8, 17, that himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, the fifth verse, of course, said, stated that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Praise God. And so we rejoice in it. Now, you know, there's not any need of splitting hairs and fussing about uh, and fixing the blame about who is responsible and who isn't responsible and who's sinned, who hasn't when it comes to sick and disease. Bless God, this just preached the fact that healing belongs to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but recently the Lord quickened something to me, and though I knew it was there all the time, I saw it in a new light. You know it's strange, isn't it? How the scriptures that we've known and quoted for 20 years, or 25 years, a quarter of a century, many of us have preached, and they brought a thrill to us. But isn't it wonderful that after these many years, some of these same scriptures can be quickened to us anew and, and bring a new thrill? Isn't that right? I was preaching this summer eight weeks, revival in the city of Houston. And so in, uh, in connection with praying with a certain individual, actually a certain individual had, uh, had uh, wanted to talk to me, and so I made an appointment to meet him at a certain time at the church. And so as I went my way to meet him there and to talk with him, and, and this man needed healing all right. And then there's another case involved that both of them are very similar. And really, I'm sort of putting the two of them together to tell this. And so as I went my way, I, uh, I realized in dealing with this man, he'd been saved for a number of years and actually a member of Assemblies of God Church for a great number of years. Oh, when I say a great number of years, I mean 30 years or more, 35 years possibly. Because he was a man in his 60s, and I think he said he had uh, been in ever since he was about 30 years of age or a little before. So he had to be in some 30 some odd years. And, and yet he was sick and had been for years and hadn't been able to receive healing, it seemed. And, uh, and I'll say this, thank God he did receive healing all right. But he just, uh, he, he just felt like, you know, that he had been a failure in times past in life and had sinned. Well, as you talked to him, he couldn't just put his finger on something and said, well, now I've committed this sin and I've committed that sin. I've done this terrible deed. But, you know, just in that category that I, oh, I just feel like I've been such a failure, you know. And, and, and I've sinned. And, and so he wouldn't leave the impression he didn't know whether God would, uh, would heal him or not because he had sinned. But somewhere or another, the scripture said there in James 5, 14, and it was quickened to me and I gave it to him and it helped him. And he did receive healing. And he was in serious condition. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Now listen. And if, I don't know why I'd preached and emphasized about the, the, the prayer of faith shall save the sick and focused my attention there. But it says, and if he has committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. We're offering 50 camp meeting favorites on USB. 
These are 50 messages from the last 50 years of camp meeting from a variety of speakers. A book by Kenneth W. Hagan titled, Create the World You Want to See. And lastly is Lynette Hagan's CD entitled, Whatever You Need, God's Got It. All these items at the special discounted price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You know, you hear me and, and Lynette saying, Thank you for helping us to bring hope, help, and healing into the world. Well, we have something we call Rhema Word Partners. What is a word partner? Well, it's somebody that prays for us regularly. And then, secondly, sends an offering at least once a month, whatever you can afford, to help us to keep Rhema going, help the Bible school. The tuition at the Bible school only pays for 30% of what they pay to go to Rhema. But your partnership provides scholarships for them so they can go. And, uh, hey, if you want to know anything about it, just go to rhema.org slash WPC, and it's all the information there. You can join right there if you'd like to become a Word Partner Club member with us. But we, we really would appreciate your prayer regularly. So we want to thank you for becoming a Word Partner Club member. We want to thank all of them that are Word Partner Club members because you help us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.